This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you greetings and felicitations. In this podcast series, I'm going to be visiting with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, historians, and a wide variety of other people on topics that are outside the area of compliance, but are of great interest to myself and to listeners to the Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, I visit with A.J. Churchill. A.J. is one of a triumvirate of friends who got together to create an audio fiction podcast called Earth Eclipse. The podcast itself has won numerous awards, and if you enjoy science fiction or fiction in general, it would be a great podcast for you to experience from the audio perspective. Tina's colleagues also developed an app which allows a catalog of all audio fiction podcasts. And so it's a really innovative approach to a problem that he and his colleagues saw existed because there was no one forum for them to list their audio fiction podcast. It's a fascinating interview of some very business-minded, creative types who got together and not only saw their vision come to fruition, but saw a market gap and stepped in in a very innovative way to move forward. I know you'll enjoy this episode of Greetings and Felicitations. Also, if you stick around to the end, you'll find out we're going to have a very special episode next week, courtesy of AJ and his colleagues. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and I'm thrilled to have back with me AJ Churchill. Uh, I met AJ last summer at Podcast Movement, and he told me about a fabulous podcast he and his colleagues had put together during the pandemic, Earth Eclipsed, and uh, that podcast won, has won numerous awards, has been nom- nominated for numerous awards, and it's now been released. So I asked him, I ran into him at Podcast Evolutions in Los Angeles, and I asked him if he would come back on and uh, talk to us about uh, not only uh, Earth Eclipsed, but the uh, Apollo app that we're going to talk about at some length, and then maybe what's next for he and his creative team. So, AJ, first of all, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thanks so much for uh, taking the time to visit with me again. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thanks for for having me. Last time was super fun, and I'm sure today will be too. So let's start with Earth Eclipse. Uh, Eclipsed, it was released in December 2021. Uh, You had won uh, some awards, some pretty prestigious awards uh, from your pre-release, but it's now in the in the ethosphere uh, and the metaverse. Uh, it is an extraordinarily cool tale. It is fiction, uh, unlike uh, the B2B podcast from the Compliance Podcast Network. But maybe if I could ask you, maybe pick it up from December going forward. How's it been? What's been the reception? Um, and all of those things. Yeah, no, the... Uh... Earth Eclipse, we launched it on December 15th. We launched it in a in a full binge release format. So on day one, you could listen to every single episode for free on your any podcast app. And the reception has been pretty great. Um, you know, I think in terms of listenership, we always want more listeners. Um, and I have some things to, to, to tell you, Tom, about how we were able to kind of get our listeners up and some lessons that we learned, I think, on... Uh, on releasing it. But overall, in terms of the the reviews that we've gotten, the number of listens that we've gotten to, it's been, you know, can't complain. It's been pretty great. 
Um, since we launched, we, we've also, you know, we won several Ambi awards. They're kind of like the European Webbies. Um, we've been up for a, a, a few other awards. I was just at the Indie Series Awards. It was the first year here in LA that they're doing uh, fiction podcasts as an award category. Um, and then in terms of the listeners, the reviews that we get on, on Apple Podcasts and on other podcatcher apps have been really, uh, have been really positive so far. So we're, we're just excited for, you know, we're, we have, uh, we have a, a special episode that's coming out. It's going to be episode 6.5. So we're kind of going back into the timeline of season one and we're inserting sort of a, uh, an episode that di- dives deeper into the relationship between two of our main characters. And uh, we're going to be working on that in the next several months. We've recorded everything. Um, and that'll tide us over to season two, which will be hopefully coming out by the end of the year. And so that'll be another, I believe, eight episode season and uh, be the same as before. Full cast, cinematic, movie for your ears, original score, um, and hopefully the same level of quality that uh, that went into season season one. Hey, Jay, could you remind our audience really what was the, uh, I don't want to say the creative process, but the quality process you talked about in our prior episode using professional actors, using professional film film or podcast scorers, the, the music, the professional production team that you guys uh, utilized. Uh, could you talk about that process? And now that we've started to move out of the pandemic, pandemic, uh, will you be able to re- kind of recreate that process going forward? Yeah, you know, the pandemic shifted, you know, a lot for us as it did for everyone else. And one thing that has shifted, I believe, permanently for us is we have no intention of ever booking out a studio unless we truly, truly need to for a specific actor. Um, the voice actors that we hired, you know, everyone seems to have adapted pretty well for, um, you know, to for COVID. And so they've set up their home studios, they've gotten their gear in line, they've, you know, put baffles in their uh, on their surfaces and kind of improve the audio. And so I'm very confident that we can, you know, maintain with a remote setting, um, the same level of, of quality that we did. And, uh, yeah, you're totally right. We, you know, we had a small team, but we made sure that every single person on our team was bringing their a game. And so we worked with uh, a few composers. Uh, they're actually two friends of mine from my days at, uh, my master's in the UK, uh, fantastic composers. Uh, Shane is one of them. He also was a uh, was sound designer for Earth Eclipsed. And so we had a small team, but everyone really brought their A game. And, you know, over the course of several months, we were able to, to put this thing together. I think one thing that I recommend for anyone that's going into this path is to to really focus on the the details because people notice them and then the uh, they add up. Right. So the the sum of everything is is worth than than. Uh, whatever the expression is, um, the details add up. And so if you, if you add all that, you know, the little sound design effects in the background, little hints of the music, you go that extra, you do that extra take, you know, once you're at five or six takes, you do that extra one to try to get the perfect performance. Um, I think all that stuff adds up. And so that's how we were able to create a, a show that like, I think sounds spectacular and has a, has a pretty fun, compelling story and compelling narrative um, with, without breaking the bank is you really just have to focus and go that extra mile and do that extra take if you need to. Uh, the sum is greater than the whole of the parts. 
Um, Thank you. This is one of the things about being from Brazil is you have a bunch of gaps in <laughs> some of these these expressions. So the um, the creative process. Let me uh, maybe focus on that a little bit. Um, so I've always sort of been a solo kind of guy. I sit down and I do a podcast. I sit down and I write a book. I sit down and, and write an article or blog, whatever it may be. Um, not a lot of voices uh, other than in my head. Uh, but could you describe your team's creative process? Was it truly collaborative? Uh, was it one, one person kind of writing and then a discussion? Or how did that part of your creative process work? Great question. So we, we kind of evolved in different uh, phases. So we started off in you know late 2019, early 2020, before the pandemic. And my, my two co-creators and I, Victor Lee and Nicholas Prufer, uh, we'd go to Victor's house here in Hollywood and uh, we would just talk about the universe. And so we literally spent probably, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a super efficient uh, usage of time, but at that point we, were, we still had our jobs and everything. We hadn't really dive, uh, we haven't really gone into this 100% yet. Uh, but we would go to each other's houses and just brainstorm ideas for the universe, like literally, you know, what is the currency that this, these people use? What is sort of the, what are the themes that we want to tackle? What do our characters want? And so we, we came up with all of that uh, prior to writing episode one. We wrote episode one, the three of us, Nick, Victor, and myself. And that whole process from, you know, inception of the ideas to actually writing the show or writing the first episode took, you know, I want to say five or six months, which is just not sustainable if you want to do this in any serious fashion. So once we did the first episode, we raised some money. We were able to hire this fantastic actor, Alexa, Poli or excuse me, writer, Alexa Polivka. And she came in and uh, she essentially with Nick, who uh, pivoted a bit more towards the content side, when I, whereas I went a bit more towards the audio um, they wrote episodes two through eight together. And so Nick was a bit more high level. Alexa was more uh, the words on the page, the screenwriter. And uh, so we, it was collaborative in that sense. She used a lot of the Bible uh, that we use, the story Bible that we put together for Earth Eclipsed in those first six months where it had all the universe ideas and it had all the character arcs. And then she took that and just transformed it, made it, made it her own as well. And... Uh, and, and yeah, and then we ended up with, with a full eight episode outline. Then she went, turned it into script format. And then we recorded the actors and, and cast the actors um, after that. So it was very collaborative, but we eventually, once we expanded, we did kind of get into our own sort of silos and start uh, focusing on, on our own departments. Um, Victor went and, and he was the producer. He kind of um, kept the business going and, and did the more strategic thinking. Um, I was on the audio and music, as I mentioned, and, and Nick was focusing on the story with Alexa. So moving forward uh, through the uh, winter and, and now we're into the spring of, of 2022, um, I noticed there are significantly more awards and honors on the website, which have been uh, awarded to Earth Eclipse. Could you tell us about uh, some of the ones that have come up for you? You've uh, we previously mentioned or focused on Tribeca last year, and you mentioned the Ambies. What are some of the other uh, awards that you guys have received? I think the the probably the biggest one that's recent is uh, the Ambies, and so that that happened 
uh, we got nominated for podcast of the year and we got nominated for best indie podcast. Um, so that one was just a huge, a huge honor because I think we were one of uh, very few fiction shows that ended up getting nominated in those, in those categories. Um, and so that, that for us was a massive, massive honor just because the Ambies are selected by um, other podcasting professionals. And so it's really, it means a lot to us. And I think to our, our little niche in the industry of audio fiction to, to see it competing head to head with the likes of, you know, Amazon and, and Spotify and those big players. Um, an interesting, you know, one that we're also very proud of, but it doesn't have to do so much with the show is we recently got nominated for uh, Webby for our, uh, our website. And so we, we, um, our website was designed by a duo of uh, Brazilian web designers and they just, you know, they put their heart into it and they gave it their all and they went so far above and beyond what was asked of them to, to make this website. And now it's up for a Webby and it's competing against, you know, Riot Games and uh, um, I have some other massive video game conglomerate out there. And, and so, you know, we're proud just to be up there in the in the big leagues competing with these people. Um, the, the awards that we got, um, I think they definitely add up and, you know, it, it is probably something that gets people to click on the show. Uh, but if I were, you know, I'm not sure if any of your, your listeners here are podcasters, um, something that I learned, um, throughout this whole process is one of the things that gets you a lot of listens are feed drops. So if you end up doing, you know, you, you can share an episode of your show, put it on another show's feed, and then they do the same with your, with their show on your feed. Um, that has really changed the game for us in terms of getting new listeners because you get a big bump on the day that the feed drop happens, but then your baseline ends up higher than it was uh, prior to the feed drop. So you do a couple of those and, you know, you can sustain a pretty, a pretty nice increase in, in your listenership. So the... Um... I was actually judge for the Ambies and I disqualified myself from your category because I would have picked you guys. That's fair. Um, That's fair. We disqualified ourselves too from our category. Yeah. So uh, that process was uh, really interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It exposed me to a lot of different uh, podcasts in the categories they asked uh, me to judge. And then the Webby, um, I got as far as a special honor uh, for a limited series, but that's a huge deal. Uh, particularly in the podcast world. So uh, kudos to the team. Yeah, and congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, let me move to the, uh, the Apollo app uh, because uh, we had a long discussion about that on the prior podcast. And, and that podcast went up in a series called Innovation and Compliance because I found the Apollo app, frankly, so innovative. But now uh, I've had a chance to download the app and I've changed my opinion that it's not innovative. It's incredibly cool. And, oh, um, and the reason it's so cool is it's what you guys have kind of carved your niche out, which is audio fiction. And it's dedicated to audio fiction. And um, yes, I can go look and, and app, I mean, the iTunes store and, and search and things like that. But uh, you guys got it all in one place. And I have to give a shout out to my personal favorite, radio fiction, particularly 30s and 40s and 50s radio. And I love that. Um, and you guys have that uh, in a wide variety of genres, from Westerns to mysteries and everything in between. So could you tell us a little bit about the Apollo app? 
Yeah. And, you know, thank you so much for the kind words and for trying it out. Um, it's a work in progress. We're super proud of it. And there's so much more that we want to add to it. But yeah, as you as you mentioned, it's a, it's an app that is the first of its kind, as far as we know, for fiction podcasts. So it's an app exclusively built and designed around the fiction podcast ecosystem. And so this is an app where, you know, you can browse through thousands and thousands of fiction shows. There's only fiction on there. So every show that you click on, your your confidence is going to be fiction. And every show is tagged with genre tags like sci-fi and uh, slice of life and that sort of thing. Uh, format tags like full cast versus narrated versus audio play. Um, so if you want to listen to a very specific kind of show, you know, maybe you don't want to hear any narration. You only want to hear actors and cast members, you know, voicing their characters, uh, you can find that. And so what we found, we, we designed this app because we, we face so many problems. And I, I talked a bit about this on your previous show, but I'll just recap it here. Uh, we face so many problems with the distribution and uh, exposure of our own show, Earth Eclipsed, that we decided that the current ecosystem, I mean, this is a discovery that we, that we came across, the current ecosystem for fiction podcast just doesn't work. Um, you go on Spotify and you try to find anything, uh, you, you try to browse through fiction. They essentially give you one playlist that's called fiction and it captures, you know, maybe 20 of the 8,000 shows that our app has. And on that playlist, it doesn't give you any sort of subdivisions like subcategories of sci-fi, comedy. Um, and as we know, you don't, uh, when you're looking for a show to listen to or watch, uh, you often want to go into a specific genre. And so un unfortunately on Spotify, it was essentially you had to be featured by them in order to have any kind of chance for, for your podcasts to make it. And so for the shows that were not featured in that fiction playlist on Spotify, that very, very long tail of shows, they essentially end up not getting any visibility or exposure. And the same goes for on Apple Podcasts and, and a lot of the other apps as well. They just don't go into the categories into fic of subgenres of fiction as they should because it's a lot of work for, uh, for a very niche area. Uh, fiction is exploding right now. It, you know, we did a lot of internal research for uh, fundraising for Apollo. And one of the, the findings that we came across was in the 2000s, you know, the, the, I guess the Apple, the iTunes period when podcasts were just coming out, you know, 2006 saw something like four fiction podcasts or eight fiction podcasts. It was like in the single digits, really low. And then since we've launched Apollo since January, I have essentially uh, added 400 plus new shows on the app that have come out since then, or that we, you know, are, are still catching up on. But essentially it's very clear to us that the growth is exponential. Um, and so there needs to be just better platforms to surface these shows. Uh, people pour their hearts into these uh, into these productions. A lot of them are zero budget or near zero budget, but they're fantastic and they just need to be found somehow. So that's why we created Apollo. It was uh, It's an app for iOS and Android. It's called Apollo Podcasts if you want to search it in, uh, in the App Store or, or in the Android Play Store. And uh, it's it's there. It's uh, you know it's rough around the edges. We're working on it. Uh, we have a lot of improvements to to make, but it is a full fledged podcast player, and uh, the experience is there right now. If you want to try it out. So I um, grew up listening to um, 
radio fiction. And as I got older and some of the older, like I said, 30s, 40s, and 50s radio fiction became available first on uh, CDs, then MP3 downloads, uh, I started listening to that. And what struck me was the phrase theater of the imagination. And I loved radio because you could have your eyes open or you could have your eyes closed and you can imagine all of the action. And I find that experience, a uh, similar experience in audio fiction podcasts today. And I first wanted to ask, would, do you find that analogy valid or do you really uh, take it in a different direction, AJ? I find that analogy completely valid. Um, I think one of the cool things about audio fiction shows, and, and for me specifically, the ones that have cinematic, immersive sound design, is it gives you, it prompts you with these sounds, but it doesn't show you what they look like. It doesn't show you what the characters look like. That's all up for you to build in your mind. Um, and so I think that there is great power in that. There's great power in uh, in allowing your mind to transport you and and kind of prescribe what these characters look like, what the sounds, um, you know, the objects that they're emanating from, what they look like, what the ambiance looks like. Um, I think that there's there's awesome power in that, and and I think that we don't necessarily need to be shown everything for us to um, for us to really enjoy and and get into something. In fact, I think you might. Um, just by looking at it, or I guess looking at it is not the right way to phrase it, but from, you know, shifting your perspective to, to an audio first medium, you might notice things and think of, uh, think of things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Um, I think the mind is, is super powerful. I mean, even in visual media, they, they take advantage of this. I don't know if you've seen, there's a movie called Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. I think it came out in the, I, th I think it's the 2000s, but no, don't quote me on that. Um, he only shows the aliens in that movie, which are terrifying, like for maybe, I don't know, two minutes in the entire film or five, something really low. And it's because uh, by the time he does show you the aliens, you've built it up so much in your mind. You've scared yourself already. And so I think it's a similar analogy to, to audio where you are the one who's making this world become what you want it to be. And the gaps that your mind creates uh, or, or fills in um, from the lack of visuals are, are just super powerful. So you've, uh, you've touched on uh, season two for Earth Eclipse, but I was wondering um, maybe what else might be down the road for either the, uh, the Lunar Company or the Apollo app or you and your compadres uh, who, who started all of this? Yeah, we're 100% all in now uh, into Apollo. So Apollo Podcasts, in fact, we're going to probably stop using the name The Lunar Company pretty soon. Um, we're going to just become Apollo Podcasts and Earth Eclipse will be an Apollo original series. Um, so what's next for us is we're, I mean, our, our goal now is to grow audio fiction and to make this medium sustainable for those that uh, that want to do it uh, for a living. And then for those that want to do it as a hobby, make them allow them to make a little bit of money off of their off of their work. And so I think this involves growing the audience. There's so many people that don't realize that that fiction podcasts exist. Um, I know that you know you're familiar with the old school radio plays. Um, a lot of people kind of don't even know about those. you know the, my current generation may not be super familiar with all that stuff. Um, but it's growing and the people that we do expose this to end up really getting into it. Um, and so I always bring up the example of uh, my father-in-law. He essentially 
we introduced him to Earth Eclipsed. He wondered if we had kind of in, you know, I guess not him specifically, but he wondered if there were other shows of this kind. And so we introduced him to Apollo. And now on his commutes, he essentially only listens to fiction podcasts to and from work. And so I think there's a lot of people that can be unlocked, like my father-in-law, people that don't know that this, uh, you know, they may have been familiar with the radio plays of of old, but they don't know that there's new stuff coming out constantly and more new stuff than, than ever before nowadays. And so that's kind of where we want to go with Apollo. We want to grow the entire medium. We want to expose more people to fiction. And then we want to figure out a way to to make it so that people can monetize their work further than just advertisements. Advertisements don't work super well for fiction, unfortunately, because uh, the as you as you well know, the best system for ads uh, for uh, an ad supported show is essentially one that comes out every single week. And so if you don't have one that comes out every single week and you're not building that audience and you instead have these sort of evergreen uh, pieces of content, ads don't tend to work as well. And so we're kind of we're trying to figure out ways to, you know, whether it be through bonus content or windowing or whatnot, uh, figure out ways to to make the creators get paid for the work that they're doing, but also maintain um, the traditions in podcasting, which are that podcasts are, are free um, and and people expect them to be free, at least at a certain point. And so where do you strike that balance while still, you know, growing the medium and, and making it more sustainable for, for everyone? That's where we want to go with Apollo. Well, Jay, this has been a, a great catch up. I'm really looking forward to seeing where you guys go next. Uh, it's It's been fun just to, to watch what you've done over the past nine months that I've known you and see the growth uh, that you guys have had both in the fiction podcast world, but also really in the business world of Apollo. So kudos. And uh, before we leave, if anyone wanted more information on yourself, Earth Eclipse, the Apollo app, what would be the best way for them to find out about any or all of those things? The best place would be eclipsed.com. That's Earth Eclipsed. Eclipsed has a D at the end. Uh, .com, and that's the official website for Earth Eclipse. And then if you want to learn more about Apollo, just go to apollopods.com. That's A-P-O-L-L-O, pods, as in podcasts, .com. And uh, yeah, we'll, and then also you can shoot me an email at aj at apollopods.com. I love hearing from, from you know people that are discovering audio fiction, people that are getting into it right now, people that are old fans of it. Um, I'd love to hear from, from anyone and everyone. Well, AJ, this has been great. And I greatly look forward to uh, checking in with, with you guys again in a few months. Great. Thanks you so much, Tom. I really appreciate being on your show. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. By special arrangement with AJ and his colleagues at the Lunar Company, I'm going to post episode one to Earth Eclipse next week on Greetings and Felicitations. If you enjoy fiction, if you enjoy science fiction, uh, check out the podcast. It's fabulous in all forms, both the writing and production. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Greetings and Felicitations. Greetings and Felicitations is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.